1: E-Roddy, e, running, e, running, e running, put your hands all over my body. E-Roddy, e, running,
0: e running, put your hands all over my body.
2: All over me.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Gavin Gay Time, where we have all of our favorite gays.
3: Most of our favorite games. Most of our favorite games. Yeah, not all of them will be on it. My mm-hmm. friends are like, no, fuck no. I don't want to
0: be associated with you. <laughs> and today, I can tell you, I've been waiting for this all month. Um, yeah, I'm... Fair warning right now, there's going to be a lot of inside jokes. There's going to be a lot of jokes that you don't get to, and I'll apologize for that.
3: Huh. You think I'm not going to make you explain them?
0: Uh, you might. Yes, um, totally. We're doing it. But this is one of my... Uh, I might cry. Oh, Long-term? Um, Long-term, yeah. We met uh, in junior high school. And I love him. I love him. We have, <laughs> we have been in cars that have crashed. Uh, <laughs> we have done scavenger hunts together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have made videos. Together, yeah. Did uh, he make your have,
3: Madonna video that you did? Yes.
0: Uh, we've Fancy. been in shitty things like Planned Parenthood's PG thirteen players <laughs>
2: together. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right.
0: That's yeah. so. I just found the T shirt the other day. That's so great. I'm loving it. I, I absolutely love anything. him. Well, and if you're part of the class of 1990, AHS. You all know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the name of our school, though.
2: Let people work for it. Uh,
0: (laughs) But my friend Scott.
2: Hey, Scott. And the crowd goes wild. Ah! Woo! (laughs) Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Good. Oh, my God, you look so good. I know that people can't see, but, I mean, you jacked as fuck right now. Look at you.
2: I'm actually, like, on the little COVID. I got the COVID-15, so...
3: What's the- <laughs> you, you gained you weight. Gained weight, and that's
2: not I allowed in weight.
3: California where he lives. They will make you leave.
2: <laughs> I um I went up to like two hundred and five, oh, and I'm yeah. a five nine. Ew.
3: Did they make huh. you pay extra for on your deposit, like for gaining
2: weight? <laughs> Is that yes, how they do they, it in Cali? They weigh us every month. <laughs> yeah, if you, that's, if you gain weight, they they up the up the rent.
3: That's what I figured, or make you pay a deposit. Was or they change the combination on your refrigerator? I know they have to do something they to make regulate, sure you stay fit. Regulate it somehow. Bunch of Nazis out there in Cali. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
2: it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Body
3: Nazis, ageist <laughs> people. Okay, so it's on fire. The hellscape that is Callie. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm good. I love it. I love California. It's the weather. Yeah. No, it's not the people. The people <laughs> are, are flaky and assholes. Because they're from very, everywhere else. Very, very fake. People are very fake. But the weather is perfect all year long. Perfect.
0: So is that why you moved from Tennessee to California for the After- weather? I'm- Was it after college?
2: Yeah. It was after college. Um, No, I moved here to be a famous uh, actor.
0: I know. You're living the dream. We all had... It was me, you, and another person who I absolutely
2: love. We we can't say names.
0: I mean, we can say names. It's Robert. I love him. It's Robert. It's Robert. Just say first names. Yeah, we won't say his last name. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was me, you, and Robert. And Mm -hmm. we were super bored. And you had the... Robert had the video camera, right?
2: Robert always had all the, he had all the techie stuff. He had the phone in the briefcase. Ah, yeah. yeah yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. He had the phone in the briefcase looking like some super spy.
3: Was Robert also gay? Yes. He was the gay on the go. Gay
2: yes. The he was
0: go, go gadget gay.
2: He was, he was our getaway <laughs> car. He was the driver. Yep.
0: Yes, he also had the nicest car. But it was the three of us. Uh, Scott was always the director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Telling um, me what to do. And I was the Brady
2: performer. Braddy the talent.
3: Yes, yes, well, of course she was. <laughs> Why I, didn't you go to Cali with them?
0: Scared. And I think if you, I think you went to, I had already had Ashland at that point.
2: I was about to say, you, you had had a child and, yeah. and you, you kind know, of, um, not that that, um, stops a dream, but it kind of can put a dream on pause, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a kid and you were like, all right. Yeah, that's And, gonna... and this is amazing from Jennifer because uh, Jennifer, love her to death. Should I call you Jennifer? Can call you can you call Jennifer? me anything you want. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, poor face. Um... <laughs> yeah,
0: that...
3: Hey, how do <laughs> no, you know? Jennifer that is was exactly what I call her, Scott. That's. <laughs> We must be soul sisters. (laughs) Poor face is my favorite term for her.
2: (laughs) So Jennifer was always self-absorbed in not a bad way. But she was very on the center. So for her to have this kid and then put all of her energy into the child, I thought was amazing.
0: Oh, thanks. I'm... yeah. Honestly, though, now that that child is having a child, um, she's doing the same thing, <laughs> and I'm hoping that it will come around, because it's all about her.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I, 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 don't, I have no desire to ever own a child, <laughs> but I do think that it would change you.
3: Well, since we're saying what we want, uh, I own children. Because and I'm saying it in that term because my mom tricked me because when we were younger and she would make us do stuff, I would say, hey, you just had us because you wanted slaves. And she said, yes, you know, being from Alabama, she really didn't. But anyway, (laughs) she said she did say yes. And when you have children, you can have your own slaves as well. So I was super excited about that, except my kids grew up in a different era, and they learned about the Emancipation Proclamation, and they were like, hey, you're not allowed to have slaves. So I got into the BDSM community. Just for that? Yeah. Just so that I could...
2: You could have slaves around here. So I
3: could have a slave. Yeah
2: what's so funny is when I was growing up I used to always say I'm gonna call child protective services on you and my and mom my would dial it me the phone
0: yes yeah
2: so that never worked
0: right but not nana though
2: no not Nana not nana no. his,
0: his nana was was she just awesome wonderful. and she was someone that we
3: <sighs> did y'all spend a lot of time at nana's house
0: I didn't no, but Nana lived with us. But it oh, was, cool! Yeah, it was something that we would make fun of.
3: <laughs> Nana
0: being that? there, what things that Nana would say?
3: Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. I bet Nana well, was fun. Yeah, my we Nana.
2: Were, we were such good children. My grandmother, um, my Nana, had um, multiple sclerosis, oh. and she walked with a walker. <laughs> and when yes. we would, when we would do something wrong, and she wanted to um, whip us, right? Say. Go into the bedroom, pull down your pants and lay over the bed. And then you would just hear coming down the hallway. And we would just lay there and she would come in and she would whip us and we would pretend to cry because it had to hurt. Because if you laughed,
3: oh yeah, you were getting getting getting
2: even more. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you'd just hear in the background (laughs) as she walked away.
3: The only difference is that we called our nana granny. And she oh. would also sometimes have the walking farts when she came in with the walker. So sometimes it would be the and then the, <laughs> you know, it would be like the squishy walking farts. It was not good, but anyhow,
2: we didn't get. That's a so lot. funny. My grandmother, my grandmother used to make popcorn, and she would always burn it. And one of my fondest <laughs> memories, I would sit in her lap. We would eat burnt popcorn and watch um, the Young and the Restless. Uh, and yeah,
0: eat- the
3: Young and, and the Restless.
2: And she would tickle me until I farted.
3: <laughs> See, that's what, I don't know what it is. Grannies and farts—they love it. And soap operas. My yep. my granny listened to Days of Our Lives and would basically tell my sister that I was a slut like Trish. <laughs> <laughs> that was a child. I love that. <laughs> but you know,
0: I'm I'm a slut. Okay, so it. so yeah, this is Gab and <laughs> Gay time. So when did you know? When did you know you were gay?
2: I feel like okay, so if you guys, I'm not gonna say it, but if you guys follow the podcast, Jennifer and I are the same age. So when you're when you're growing up in that era, I guess I'm gonna say, you kind of always. I feel like when you're gay, you always know you're gay. You may not have a word for it because when when we were growing up, there was no will and grace. There was nothing like that. There was nothing like that to watch on TV. So you had, I had no identifier. You
3: didn't. You really. You didn't watch Bewitched.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you don't think like um, you don't. You don't think about it like that. Like we grew up in the eighties, so there's like all the hair metal bands with all the makeup and stuff. And there's like boy George, but you don't think about that being gay or I, at least I.
0: that is true. I mean, we never,
3: that's seeing that's the weird difference in the age that we talk about and how odd it is in your growth spirit sprout and a spurt when you grow. Like, that six-year period, for me, the 80s was totally gay. It
0: was the gayest decade of all. Yeah.
2: No, and, and we'd, to, like, see Michael Jackson, and we didn't think, like, we didn't think anything about it.
0: No. I remember me and our other friend, Kim, and we had just watched something with David Bowie. No. No. It was a news article that said that David Bowie's sperm was found in...
3: Somebody's stomach. Mick Jagger. Mick
0: Jagger's stomach. Yeah. Okay. How did
2: they find that? I don't know. Yeah. He, had, but he <laughs> overdosed.
0: Kim and, had and I are stomach. looking at each other like, how does that happen? Yeah. You know, I, what I mean, it? yeah. Are they, are they gay? That I mean, was I mean, how I they
3: just... tipped off to let you know that they were all fucking each other. But... Why wouldn't you? Hey. And
0: but I mean, we I didn't... also grew up at a suburb outside of Nashville that we were called farmers, and like the people on the other side were called like tea sippers or something. So you lived so,
3: in Letterkenny
0: of Nashville, kinda, and just you know, I we just never looked at anybody like they were gay, and if they were, we didn't care. But it was one of those don't ask, don't tell kind well, of things. Yeah, I I mean,
3: It wasn't normal to talk about.
2: I can remember um, one time being on the school bus, being little, like probably first or second grade, like being little and being called a sissy.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: And then from then on, because I was always I was always little and I always had a baby face. Yeah. I always had this like. Little kid, baby face. My whole life, even to this day, if I shave this off, I look crazy. <laughs> so uh, I was called sissy on the bus one day, and I knew what it. I knew it was bad. I didn't exactly know what it meant, but I knew it wasn't a good thing. Before, and you can tell, and I think you guys talk about this a lot. It's it's the context of how words are said.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
2: could tell, oh, that's not good. So from that day on. For the rest of my school bus riding career, I sat in the seat behind the driver because I was scared. I think that's sad.
3: It is very sad. That wasn't a laugh like a ha 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 laugh. That was a nervous, that really (laughs) sucks laugh.
0: That sucks and I'm being very empathetic. Like I I feel bad for you. I was called a bunch of shit on the bus, so I understand your pain.
2: Well, that's because that, you were sucking dick in the back.
0: That is not true. <laughs> I have never done that. I was just she
3: so, wasn't cool enough to sit in the back of the damn no. bus.
0: <laughs> no, I
3: was the fat.
1: She know, was one row
3: behind you, crying, is where she <laughs> See, was. I don't that's remember. That's how you guys I became you besties.
1: You as fat.
0: Well, uh, well, in elementary school. Oh yeah, yeah, I was a little chunky.
2: rookie. Like I don't ever remember you as fat.
0: We didn't really meet, though, until junior high, like, because you went to a different elementary school, and then you went to, like, when we were bused. Remember that? When we were bused out to downtown, you went to another middle
2: school. I went went to the um, fancy arts school downtown.
3: Oh,
2: that's
0: right.
3: Were you, like, in Montessori school? or you like just what? actually went to art
0: school
2: montessori
3: montessori thank you
2: i don't know what that is. um no it was an art school it very was like cool. this advanced weird art school where you know it, it focused on like art and music and language and
3: yeah that's super cool. awesome
0: i think that's yeah, very cool <laughs> nice so
2: especially in coming from Antioch in Nashville that was like a interesting
0: Yeah, that was a big thing because everybody yeah. thought that we were rednecks, you know, yeah. in Antioch. Mhm. Yeah. And we weren't. There was there were some dreamers. And you there. guys
3: Yeah, everybody that was in drama. <laughs> yes. We, like no, the like whole back to back the your, whole drama back to department.
2: department. I the I actually thought I've been listening and I thought about this and like the first time I can honestly say Looking back and not knowing, but now knowing, yeah, I can remember I would always. My mother was always cool about me skipping school. Like I could always. Yeah, miss I remember that. Whenever <laughs> my teachers would always say, "Oh, you're here on a Tuesday. It's your day off."
3: Yeah. Nice. So,
2: <laughs> did you I would, pass I all younger, the tests? Huh?
3: Were you really smart and you passed all the tests?
2: I mean, I was. You know, I think Jennifer ranked higher than I did, but I was up there.
3: Yeah, but she went to school every
0: day.
2: I don't... uh, Did you?
0: Uh, Yeah, I pretty much... I did. I didn't skip school. That was my sister. She didn't want to be at home. No, I didn't want to be at home. That was for damn sure.
2: (laughs) Well, I would stay at home, and I, I guess I was kind of a dork. I would stay at home, and I would watch PBS. So I would watch, like, The Letter People, and I would watch The Electric Company, all these, like, kid educational things, and I could remember watching Mr. Rogers and thinking, he's hot. <laughs> so I, I, I think that that was my first inkling that I was like kind of aroused by Mr. Rogers.
3: Yeah, you had a daddy thing right off the bat.
2: I guess. Right <laughs> off. It was
3: like, hey, daddy, I like that cardigan. That's I'm how you knew you were gay, was. was the cardigan. <laughs>
2: Take me to the land of make-believe.
0: <laughs> right. So, out of high school, uh, go to college, hang out with me.
2: Wait, wait. We had to touch on the fact that, so, Jennifer, myself, and Robert, probably every single night. Yes. Cruise around. Just drive around in the car. What we were doing, where we were going, we just would cruise around. Do Do you
0: remember a little show called Brantley Taylor's On The Street?
2: Yes, and Jennifer, every time, would hit the whistle tone. <laughs> she would get Mariah on, and Jennifer would do the whistle tone.
0: Yeah, oh my I was. God. Yeah, I was coerced into doing that. I couldn't do it yeah, now, well, though. I've tried.
2: One night we found a, a abandoned building and we did the fancy, the Reba McIntyre fancy video.
0: Yes. Oh, wow.
3: We yeah. never had
2: a fur.
0: It was like 8 million degrees outside and they had me in this fur coat
2: and hat.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: Very cool. And
2: then we would always, I don't know why we would do this. I think that we were all like leading these internal secret lives that somehow would collide into this one place. We would always end up at the porn store. And it was the porn mega store. We would never go in, but we would always drive around, see who was going in and out, like all the creepers, we would see who was going in and out. One night, we decided, fuck it, we're going in. (laughs) So our young asses get in there, We discover the back room that has all the glory hole booths, (laughs) and we all three cram into one glory hole booth, and Robert and I are standing there totally freaked out because, like, we're both gay, and you know we both just want to, like, fucking suck dick, but (laughs) Jennifer's there, so we had to keep it cool like this is a big joke. And Jennifer <laughs> has her hand in the hole, tapping the <laughs> hole, so the dicks will come through. <laughs> yeah. I
0: could not confirm, nor deny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was all of our first experience in, like, gay, uh, doing something taboo, and kind of like, ooh, we're at the glory hole booth. Yes. So... <laughs>
3: So much fun if you don't go to a glory hole with your gays.
2: Are, are you re- really are you living life?
3: Are you, yeah, are you really one of the gays? No, well, good we're gays just all, I, share. I can't
2: even imagine who got into the booth next to us because it's like three. It's basically three girls just giggling.
3: Yeah, but I'm <laughs> telling you, I, there was probably a line. You guys didn't <laughs> see it. They saw your young asses go in there, and they just lined
0: up. And we were young. We were probably 18, 19 years old. Yeah, that. We were, yeah. yeah, we were just like
2: fresh, and me looking like Scott I'm and well. Robert
0: should have just
3: been in there going
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: That's what Scott and Robert should have been doing the whole time. Just clucking.
0: <laughs> chicken. Chick, chick, chick chicken. I wouldn't have done that, though. I was too scared. I was too scared to do what? it.
3: What? Did anybody funny. stick their wiener in? No,
0: I don't remember anybody sticking no. their wiener in. No. But Jennifer was tapping that hole. Like, <laughs> come
1: on,
3: come on. With their painted fingernails, and they were like, not today, Satan.
1: <laughs> not today.
0: Well, we want a mechanic. Okay, take me to Cali. <laughs> what now? Take me to Cali.
3: Did you oh, want her to move to with Cali. you when you were going? So you're loading up For your sure. car. And you're like, come like on, wanna- Jen. And she's like, I got this kid. I got this anchor.
2: <laughs> I, I always wanted she, Jennifer to go. She does I think not- that if anyone of us was going to be famous, it would have been her. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, and that means a lot to me because i I am at fifty years old, really starting to like dive into why is Jennifer the way she is. And thanks,
3: podcast. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> that is something, yes, I always wanted to do, but I had I had family that I felt like really, really obligated to that I had to take care of, and like my mom and stuff like that, but. <laughs> Not, not the baby that was, you know, that I had to take care of. Decisions. Right. But if looking back now, if I could go back in time, yes, I would have absolutely got out of there a lot sooner and probably moved there before you in order to make my dreams happen. And that was another thing, too. I I had so many things that I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to achieve them. Well, you You will now. Oh, yeah.
3: Your time was just different. You're, you're. We all know. You know as well as everybody else. People that know me, and then people that know Jennifer, both know that we are big balls of gas, and so we are stars.
0: <laughs> we are
3: stars. But
0: you did it, <laughs> and I. W- I have to say, I was really, really envious over that. Is like, okay, he he did it. He went out to live the dream because that was all of our dreams, really. Yes.
2: And. I'm- but I I I, I think. For me, and yes, I enjoy acting and I enjoy being on stage and and all of that. Um, but I think a lot of it for me, you know, was being gay and using with all of my Nashville people who didn't I hadn't come out to using this um, acting thing as a reason to go away. You know what I mean? To yeah. like. Get away from Nashville to pursue acting. Yes, but to live
0: to live now. the lifestyle that you wanted to live. So you are free.
2: Yeah. True.
0: Because you felt like you couldn't live it in Nashville.
2: No. No. Not at all. I wish all. you would
0: have told me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's. But the I wasn't. Secret. You know,
2: I I did. Okay, so I went to college. Was the president of the fraternity. Like oh my mili- god. I remember mil- that too? A military fraternity. Uh we did the whole hazing thing. And <laughs> I can honestly tell you, being in a fraternity, more gay shit happens in a fraternity.
3: Especially military. I've never
2: seen so many straight boys' buttholes.
3: Were you I believe it? Oh yeah, you did. Um wh- which branch of the military? Oh, If if you were Navy,
2: I don't even know, but we would like put them in a line. We would scream and yell at them. We would do all kinds of, and it was all sir. Yes, sir.
3: I mean, you know, frats have been in the news and in trouble for sticking pine cones up boys' buttholes for hazing, (laughs) you know, like, like you can (laughs) Google
2: that like that, huh? We didn't do anything like that. Uh, well, I
3: know. No. I'm saying though, but they're all guys are obsessed with each other oh, and their sure. buttholes, and so fraternities are notorious for doing that. But military, you know, especially if you have people that are excited about Spartans, you know, and Sparta. <laughs> but military, I think that yeah, very many military men are gay.
2: This like we had this one brother that would you would hear in or the hallway. Bi. Brown starfish. Yeah. And everyone would come out, and he'd be in the middle of the hallway, ash cheeks wh- holding his ass cheeks open, showing his butthole to everyone. I'm all.
1: hot Yeah. <laughs>
3: he well, was hoping not- somebody would come <laughs> up and kiss it.
0: This just says that it was uh, founded by the Virginia Military Institute. It doesn't really have a
2: brand. Oh, VMI. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. all of them. Um, yeah. So so
3: gay. <laughs>
2: But, but again, the house again. next to us, we used to, it had a basement and it had those like little tiny basement windows and we would sneak over there and peer into their windows and they would make their pledges, get butt naked and do this thing called the elephant walk where they'd get in a row, one would grab one's dick, then the other one would grab the other dick in front of him and everyone would grab each other's dicks and then they would walk them around the basement. <laughs> like, there's some gay shit going on it's
3: sworn not to tell everybody
0: you think that's gay it wasn't his fraternity no
3: I understand but I'm just saying you think that's gay you should see what the initiation to be in the Masons is like
2: so fucking they run a train on you
3: maybe (laughs) I don't know they're not allowed to tell I'm not
2: allowed in I'm a girl That sucks for you. It
3: does. I can't even, I can't even go, like, do any Moloch shit at uh, Bohemian Grove. If we were to come out and visit you, I could not even go to Bohemian Grove after dark when all the good shit goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Women, again, are not allowed. Huh. I'm just doing this to fuck with you. (laughs) It's all well, true. Everything that I'm saying is true.
2: It is true, but, but... my one point about all this feminist talk is, <laughs> I don't know what the ratio is. To what? And I don't. I, and I, I don't consider myself not a feminist. I, I, I support equality. Let me just get that PC, you know, out of the way. I support equality. Um, but I believe that in my mind. In Scott's fantastical mind world, there are more women on this planet than men. And I do believe that if all the women are upset about things that – if all women are upset about how certain things are going for them, if they would just band together, they could make a change. So I believe that women are holding women down.
0: All right, I'm gonna women back here for now, a second.
3: Now, if you mm. would just apply that statement to being Asian or Black or any of that, any any minority community. One hundred percent. So, the I do agree that
0: women do not agree,
3: like and that's that. The, that
0: like, I think that's that they hold the each other back. That they hold each other back. They don't come together. They, some women like to, the petty bullshit and the petty drama and don't see the entire picture.
2: I just think it's crazy that women have allowed men to scare them like that. It's crazy to me.
3: To scare them into submission? Yes. Well, what, what, here's. The thing with that, though, I mean, when you have people that you know, like, actually know, that are not with us anymore, because uh, somebody was enamored with her, and she said no, and then he still worked with her, she changed jobs, followed her to another job, she says no, Listen, we are never going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I was your friend, but, you know, as just a work acquaintance friend, we're never going to be us. He quits the job, is gone three months, comes back, and kills her. Shoots her right in her face and shoots her, the manager that's there with her, because she rejected him.
0: And that's why we... (laughs)
3: Women get murdered. Yeah. We get beat up. We get literally beat up or murdered when men don't get their way. That's the problem. Not saying that other men don't deal with this either, but it's not the same. We're afraid because men, time after time after time, when they do not get their way, when they're not smart enough to articulate... Their ideas in an argument, when things aren't going like they want it to, then they use brute force each and every time.
2: Or men that I are, mean, that's that's a blanket statement, and I also believe like there's a brand new show called "Why Women Kill." So I also right, no,
3: women do this women too.
2: Women do kill again do in a different way. There's that one lady that was um, giving her husband um, a coolant that looked like Gatorade, and she slowly killed him. So yes. I, I think that there are women 100%.
1: who 100% to to
2: use a word that's not the right word empower themselves to strike back.
3: Yes. A lot of the times. A lot of times that is the yes. one way and especially if you'll do it young enough, that's the one way to ensure that that person never raises a hand to you again. How and then every now and again you get crazy. But every straight man cuz you know, maybe gay men don't act this way, but oh, every they, no, straight, straight man When they are arguing with you and they are getting heated, every single one of them at some point has tipped the balance. I mean, like they have not been able to stay in control where whether it's shaking, you know, whatever. You're not saying every man, though. Well, not every, not
2: every. I think that what you're talking about is anger and rage. Yes. And we all have that, even women.
3: Correct. But.
2: And I've known some fucking strong ass women that I wouldn't get mad because she would fuck me up. This is true.
3: I think with women, more men are worried about property damage than physical damage. Not saying that women don't do some physical damage because I see women Constantly do things that I find abusive like if they just slap their guy or whatever. Women all the time think they sh- can push and hit and physically lash out at men as well. So I'm not just saying that it's just them. I am just saying that there have been many, many experiences with talk to your female friends. How many have been inappropriately
0: Mistreated.
2: I, I under I get what you're saying, and I get that you're Jennifer's like we are so off topic.
0: We are, <laughs> and I'm about to just I'm about to cut everybody off and just bring it back because it's not a it's not something that we are going to be able to fix.
2: No, and 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 I don't disagree with Gail yeah. at all, but I also think that Gail is not seeing the whole picture. Or like putting herself in someone else's shoes. And what I mean by that is... She's going to go off. I can see her face. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I mean by that is... Um, there are... Just like being a woman, being a man. There's so many things that you as a woman will never understand about why men do what they do. And it's it's it's, you know, social pressure it's the machismo thing it's all these things and i'm not saying that that gives anyone the right to do harm to anyone but it's just like we all have pressures on us all of us men and women
3: so you're telling me wait i just need to make, clarify
2: We'll we'll clear it up. Go ahead. So
3: you're telling me that because you have a XY chromosome, that you're... I'm
2: assuming that makes me a man, okay. That
3: your experience in life, that there is no way that I, as a female with a double X chromosome, can know what it's like to have the feelings and the surge of what you're no. feeling and all that there's no. no way that i would know that information
2: no. and 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 vice versa there's no, i will never ever ever and i'm going to bring it down to anatomy i will never know what it's like to have a vagina i will never know what that's like i will never know what it what feels if like that's just i will who never you know how that inside. affects my food.
3: but what if that's no. who you are on the inside what if you look like you do but you're and you like men but you're really a girl on the
2: inside. I I can't get into the transsexual thing because I'll get canceled. (laughs) I, I...
3: Well, honestly,
0: I was baiting you
3: because you sound like a turf. You are allowed
2: to... to I'm
0: interested in hearing this.
2: Be who you want to be visually. Be who you want to be.
0: You and I agree with each other.
2: if you are born... With a penis, you will always be a man. If so, you are born with a vagina, you will always be a woman.
0: You will always be male and you will always be female.
2: I mean, it, I think potato, that, potato, yes. Yeah,
0: I think that man and woman, those particular terms have taken on like a whole new meaning
3: now. and They're, like,
2: so many terms now that I can't oh, I keep it, So that's why I just put it, I say it the way Scott would say it.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. no, Yeah. Well, I understand. First of all, I speak um, Gen X. I'm a first gen Gen Xer. I know. So uh, <laughs> anyway, this is why I have said we've been gaslit into second place and that there will be a transgender female. Elected president before they elect a cisgendered female. Now,
2: which I think is crazy. I thought Hillary was going to win for sure because I thought all the women would get behind Hillary. You know, all politicians do crazy shit, but I thought all the women are going to get behind Hillary. I got behind Hillary because I was like, I want to see what a woman does with the country. And she has Bill in her back pocket. So you're kind of getting like two for one. Yeah,
0: wrong woman though, and that comes, That the comes problem. back to that. Yep. That comes back to that holding women down. She's not a great woman. I can't support somebody who keeps other women down constantly. Yeah, gate keeps other
3: women. Had women that had issues with people. I
1: was
0: for it. I mean, I'm all. If she would have won, I think that yeah, it would have been wrong, fine. Would have been a little better. I don't know how much better because I, I don't know,
3: girl. I think we'd already be, you know, completely.
0: Okay, back to game. China
3: <laughs> only because her outfits were foreshadowing. Girl, okay, Scott. Seriously, you're in, Callie. You gotta have maybe a little taste. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Okay,
0: so I've never been to California. Not you since have? I a, no, not since I was a baby, like baby. Oh, wow. Never been to California. Do not know anything about the gay culture other than what I see on TV or see in movies. Other than that, I don't know anything about it. Tell me about gay culture in California, specifically where you are, because I know that California is like three different states in one.
2: I live in West Hollywood.
0: Oh, well, you in the gayest part of California then. The freaks come out at night. So
2: people come and stalk me. Back to the stalker and killing someone, which I'm not making light of that. But I always, you know, when you're uncomfortable, you make a joke. Um, I've never had a stalker. I've always wondered what that's like. Isn't that weird?
0: Wow. Wow. You might get one after this podcast. I've had some weird things happen.
3: I've had a person bring me two pairs of shoes, boots, that fit me perfectly, that were two different sizes,
0: because I had
3: said I needed some boots to take over the world.
0: And they both fit. They were great. I've never had a stalker either, Scott. So... I know. It's okay, though.
2: I really don't Anyway, so gay life, in Cali- gay life in California. Um, I feel like it's like everywhere else except, and this is where I'm going to parallel it with uh, women, there's so much emphasis... Put on how you look, and I think it's really because men are visual, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of um, isms. There's like ageism. There's like bodyism. There's it's it's it's, it's tough. Okay, so, so
0: when you lived in Tennessee, and who I remember okay. you to be, um, you're smaller in stature. Um, you were very small.
2: I was five nine and one hundred and thirty eight pounds.
0: Yes. And that's another reason why we can never be together because I was I was the same height, but I was like twice your size. Anywho <laughs>
2: <laughs> In her hair, she had the biggest hair. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> anyway, so you go out to to California to live. Did you feel like right away that you needed to make a change? Because then when I saw you, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road, you were like jacked up and you had all these tattoos and the beard and just very, very, I mean, fucking hot. Oh, thank you. Yes. uh, Did you feel like you had to make a change right then? Or did you give yourself a little while?
2: No. Okay. So when I moved to California, I had been working at the Hard Rock Cafe. I don't know if it's still there. The Hard Rock Cafe in Nashville, downtown Nashville.
1: Yeah, and it's still there. I moved to
2: California with a girl that I worked with. So even though I had moved to California, I still had someone with attachments to Nashville. So I felt like if I did anything gay, she would go back and tell everyone. Because I still wasn't out to any of these people either. Yeah. Why did
0: you care? I mean, it was like, what, like the mid-90s? Things were changing.
2: Just you just care. Yeah. I don't know I why. I
0: don't
3: know. I think that it would have been hard then because of um, the fact that AIDS had been so prominent. Yeah. You know, uh, so many people had died from aids they did have better drugs but i think that the gay community kind of went back underground again because of the fact safe sex it wasn't even cool really to go out and party you know i was having my children then i was having the babies when you guys were doing this 95 6 7 when were you there
2: first coming Right about that, right, right yeah. in that area.
3: And there was another big, like, through the South, there was another big, you know, Christian revival wave at that time. So it was like you, I think that the gay community, they were, it was Will and Grace time. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool. But we had Ellen
2: who had come out.
3: Yes. It was cool if you were gay. In your circle, like, it would have been safe for you to come out, but everybody was still kind of on the low. Lesbians it wasn't that I was not being popular, though.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that I was scared to come out as gay in California. I was scared of how everyone that knew me in Nashville would react. So I still had this attachment to Nashville with this this girl I had brought with me. So, I find out that there's these gay bathhouses.
1: <laughs>
2: they call them they call them gentlemen's clubs, but they're like gay bathhouses. And I don't know if you've ever seen um, the original. Um, oh, is it the Birdcage? I don't. I think it's it's a gay bathhouse movie where straight guys. Like they're criminals and they run and hide in the gay bathhouse. Anyways, so okay. <laughs> I get up the nerve to go to the gay bathhouse and it was like fucking. The doors every- of heaven had opened in a weird way because it was all like shady, but it was like the hottest guys I'd ever seen in my life.
3: So it was and, like a frat party that
2: no, what a... <laughs> it's like, it was three levels.
3: A it
1: platform. had a live
2: DJ. It had a full service cafe. It had, okay. On each level, there were all these rooms, probably the size of like a big walk-in closet that would have like a bed. And you would rent rooms or you would rent, rent lockers. There's a giant jacuzzi. There's all these showers, there's a dry sauna, there's a wet sauna, and it's just men walking around in towels. See, I would enjoy that.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't hate that at all. I am totally And and
2: since this is like, you know, the mid-90s, it's like you have all the hot gay porn stars with like these perfect bodies. Everyone was hot. It was, it blew my mind. Blew other things too, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that was, like, my first real experience with, like, gay men and gay sex.
0: Nice. Very nice.
2: Were you... you, But I think it put me on, like, a weird trajectory for a while because I was only into, like, this, like, anonymous... I don't need to know your name. I don't really care. Let's just, you know, shoot our loads and we'll never see each other again. And then if we do, we'll pretend like we don't know each other. And that was very common. Like, you would see all these people out in the world that you had fucked in the bathhouse or, you know, in the bushes. Or That's the <laughs> yeah. thing about gay men. They'll fuck in the bushes. They'll fuck in the park. Yeah, in the I know. Park. I've
0: watched, I've watched Queer as Folk. I know. <laughs> oh, and,
2: and all that, because I remember you saying... It's hard for you to watch because it's so extreme, but that's real life. Like yeah. that's how yes. it really is.
0: It's hard for my daughter to watch. It's not hard for me to watch. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Well, but the it, thing is, that's
3: how it is nowadays for at, all men are super fluid and they've always been on the low as it oh, is. But I wanted
2: to say this to you, especially well, to get to both of you, but like I thought Gail would get a kick out of this. Um, so I ended up like... I would go to the bathhouse a lot because it was my... that At that point in my life, it was my gay outlet. I didn't feel like I could be gay in public, but then I could go there and I could, you know...
3: It's and, like a BDSM club for us. Yes. Yeah.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Like
3: You can be yourself and, in I this environment. I associated
2: being gay with sex. Not, yes. Not a movement, not pride, not, you know, trying to change the world. In my mind and i had never um you know i had had sex with girls
1: yeah
2: I, I never had like this like when i grew up you couldn't like have your first kiss with a boy you couldn't like have your first dance with a boy you couldn't have all these firsts you had to fake it with all these girls yeah so
3: you couldn't be authentic
2: no
0: hey, not at all who was your first kiss huh Who was your first kiss? With a girl? Yeah.
2: Oh, I kissed a ton of girls.
0: Would I know them?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, you would know them. (laughs) We won't name them. (laughs) You would know them. But, um, oh, my God, but I can remember the first time I ate pussy. (laughs) That was crazy. The girl, like, straddled my face, and then I felt like Krispy Kreme glaze was dripping down the side of my face. (laughs) And I was like, What? did she just pee on me? But it was like gooey, and I'm like, this is not for me.
0: <laughs> How is Cam that different than alien. getting other jizz on your face? Get off me, Sigourney. I
2: don't... Uh, from the neck down, jizz all you want. Not on the face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, um... It okay, keeps so your the, skin, like, mouth.
0: really radiated and fresh, though. It
3: does make it nice. <laughs> yeah. The okay. only thing that is better in my opinion was Max Factor pan stick made with beeswax I think I mummified my face for years I was so sad when they stopped making it here in America probably because we were killing all the bees
2: okay so then I did the bathhouse thing and then I, I, I went to a coffee shop in WeHo one day and I saw this boy making coffee and I was like okay so I guess maybe I'm a stalker I was like, I'm going to get a job here so I can meet this boy. So I got a job there, and that boy became my first boyfriend. So at that point, I was still living with a girl from Nashville, and I was like, this is my boyfriend. And then here we are. I'm gay. Whoever wants to know, fuck it. What can you do at this point?
0: And how old were you then?
2: <sighs> Probably 23. That's 23, to 24.
3: So when you finally decided when you got your boyfriend and you decided to live authentically, was it like a switch flipped for you? Like, I mean, as far as mentally, did you feel better?
2: No, because I still hadn't told my parents. Okay. so I was I was. Living my life, but then making phone calls talking about, oh, yeah, it's sunny. Oh, yeah, I bought groceries. You have this the stupidest conversations with people you're hiding your life from Mm -hmm. because you can't talk about your life. Yeah. So you would say, oh, the weather's nice. Oh, yeah, I paid the bills. Love you. Bye. And that was all that I was having with my parents. Do you think low-key,
0: looking back now, that your mom kind of always knew
2: you know, she never said she always knew. She had to always know. Like, I feel like as a parent, you just know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you're only shocked because once it's out there, it's out there. So there's no questioning it. It's real. So my mom um, was a publisher, and she was in Anaheim, um, you know, with this um, book, publishing this book, like some – marketing the book they have the book out here they're marketing the book some book fair or something so I thought oh I'm gonna take my mom to dinner and I'm gonna tell her in the middle of a restaurant that way she won't like cause a scene boy was I wrong so I tell my mom she starts like screaming and crying everyone turns and looks I'm just like (laughs) and she and she doesn't really say much about it the only thing she says is, I'm just really worried about your health. So she's basically saying, I don't want you to get AIDS and die. That's what I'm worried about. She's not saying anything about anything else. So then she also says, I'm not going to tell your father. So guess what? To this day, I currently have a boyfriend. She calls him my friend. And my dad doesn't know. My dad has to know because... He just has to know. Now, but I've never
0: personal told question. You.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you gonna tell your dad? Um, no. Eventually,
2: okay. No, because I feel like it's where it's it it's a moot point at this at at this time. It's like he's older. It's not gonna it's not going to change how he acts towards me. Not that he acts bad towards me. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. But. I don't think it's anything important that would change anything. And he knows. I know yeah. he knows.
0: Yeah, your mom's already told him. For sure. Yeah. 100%. I mean, they've been together for how many years? You know, you just normally don't keep stuff like that and I'm sure he's like, "Okay, well, maybe one day one day he'll want to tell me."
3: It's a precarious slope, and you're yeah. doing really well, though. I have to say a big thumbs up to you, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, A, your mom knows, like you know your dad knows, you're still living your life, and unless you marry your partner with a huge ceremony or anything, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But, right. A, your mom said, don't tell your dad something. And even if she did... You still have not, so she knows you're ride or die. So you're, you and your mom are like this. So you oh, don't gotta sure. worry about your mom's relationship with you.
2: Oh my God! All my life, everyone called my mom's name is Shirley. Yes. Everyone called me Little Shirley. Well, like, there you go. Mom, boy, for sure.
3: Because you are willing to, you know, not live quote an authentic life for this. Promise you made your mom, which is a twofold awesome idea. I'll call it even a blessing on your
2: part because... Oh, my God. I'm getting kudos from Gail.
3: Listen, listen, <laughs> because the genius in it is, A, you keep your promise to your mom, you're ride or die. Your integrity is intact. And B, again, no matter what you decide to do with your life, if you never act in a motion picture or on a youtube thing or anything like that if you never even do a commercial you will be able to say that you 100 percent are an actor as long as you're in california because you are playing the role of your life right as straight scott straight scotty
1: until your dad
3: until your dad (laughs) passes away and then you'll have to be like okay well I've decided to go into accounting it's just more lucrative you know you know whatever I don't know whatever thing he might have been
0: had me right up until prostitution
3: I don't know (laughs) I don't know what he would be making money at that wouldn't be acting in his muggle life in California nobody's making any money right now acting in California so right
0: what's the biggest thing you've
3: done acting wise you
2: know what's funny the biggest things that I've done I did when I was in Nashville because I don't know if you remember I joined that modeling agency
0: yes I do remember that yes
2: and I was in a Tracy Lawrence video and I was the lead and um no, it was McBride and the Ride. And oh, my I was God, delayed. I love it. And then,
1: Martina. so they
2: end up winning a country music award. And as they're going up to, to um, get the award, on the big back screen is my face because they're showing the video. So I think that's probably, I mean, I did a couple of movies out here. You know, I mostly, though, I've done theater. So,
0: well, he, I you've always enjoyed theater more.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it's theater is more rewarding because I learned, and one of the things that turned me off from um, acting for film was that its waiting, and, and I'm so impatient, and it's like waiting, waiting, waiting. Do it again, do it again. Wait, let's fix the lights. Do it again. Wait. <laughs> With theater, you start. And you're forced to fucking go through it, no matter what happens, and then it ends. Right.
0: That's why I do Rocky Horror every year, because I Uh, just love that fast pace—just go, 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 go.
2: Yeah, and you and you can't stop. There's no stopping. Like you have, no matter what's going on, no matter how bad you mess up, keep going.
0: Oh
3: my gosh! Yeah, Yeah. I love theater. He and Bill get along very well. Soulmates. Probably, I don't know. My gay boyfriend is a, you know, he's a theater major. He's a stage manager. He is very much like that.
2: I love, I love the, I just, and I really feed off the, I'm sure you guys understand this being performers. You really feed off the crowd. And when the crowd is on your side, it just is the best feeling because, you know, you're the one making them feel like that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And yes. it, it's pretty, it's pre- it's 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 something that you can't buy off a shelf. It's it's its own thing. I I love doing comedy and like I love making people laugh and when people are laughing it's this I it's it's you know, it's vibration in the world and it's it's like wafting through you. It's amazing. I love it. Do you
0: have a stage name?
2: No, I just use. Just, just Okay. Um, have
0: you been doing stand up? I'm, I'm looking up your
2: uh, your IMDb right now. Are you, right you now? just doing comedy? Oh, I don't. Theater. Have, I don't. I didn't do that. I don't have that.
3: <laughs> are you doing comedy theater, or are you just doing? Are you doing stand up while you're out
2: there? Oh, I I could never do stand up. I could never do what you do because I I I need someone to write for me. Like I do comedy theater. So the show I'm in currently is called The Villains. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, the evil queen, Cruella de Vil, and Ursula are living in Hollywood. And they're all trying to get redemption. So it's it's like you take these Disney fairy tales and you mash it up together with the Wizard of Oz. And they go on a journey to find the Great One so that they can be redeemed. So, so I play... Ursula, the sea witch.
1: <laughs>
3: of course you do. I love it.
2: How redneck am I? I love, it, I love Hold it,
3: Scott. Hold on. First, I had to laugh. And the bear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we keep going away from gay. Where were we with my gay story?
3: Well, you were my in theater, thing. and nothing is more gay than theater.
2: Right. But <laughs> being in theater was when I had my first, like, foursome. In college. Yeah. With uh, uh, my girlfriend and then an, another guy and a girl. And I didn't touch the guy because I wasn't like doing anything like that in college. Right. I didn't touch the guy, but the guy was there with a the boner and I was like, that looks pretty good to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So didn't have, you didn't, didn't act it. upon it?
2: No. 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 Um, okay. So then I got the boyfriend at the coffee shop horrible horrible relationship as all probably first relationships are yeah and i was still like little skinny scott i was always known as the 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 skinny guy that's how people would refer to refer to me as the skinny guy and i gotta tell you being in the gay community unless i don't know i think it's all perception unless you end up being called the skinny guy i didn't want to be the skinny guy and in the gay community it's everyone it's a niche so that's when i decided okay i'm gonna go to the gym so then i started going to the gym and then um that's when you notice that all of a sudden not that not that i was hooking up with like anybody that i thought was busted Because, you know, what I think is hot and what you think is hot are probably two completely different things. Mm -hmm. But I'm noticing that when you present this, what people think to be the ideal, what you have been looking at as the ideal begins to notice you.
0: I see what you're saying. So you're... Well, I mean, you're attracted to bigger men or buff men. Yes. Right. So, um, so you want to be that so that they'll be attracted to you as well. Because yes, it, it, in that kind of like gym culture, like, is that in that why most gays go to the gym is because yep. they want somebody that looks exactly like yes. them.
2: Yeah. But also like, and I'm going to compare this to being a woman again, how women are bombarded with all these beauty ads. You need to look like this. This is this is the ideal. This is what society expects you to look like in order to be okay. Um, in the gay world, porn. And in the 90s, it was all about like hairless, buff. And because they're on porn, this is the fantasy. This is the fantasy guy. Like I've, I'm watching this porn because I want to jerk off to my fantasy guy. So that's ingrained I think in a lot of gay men's head that in order to be the fantasy guy you need to look like that. When I became when I started getting bigger I I noticed that I was getting more attention from guys that looked like that. With that being said, guys that look like that are not interesting beyond looking like that. <laughs>
3: Correct. I think yep. that, you, first of all, that, again, I'm going to be psychologist today, but Take A, yeah, because you were going to the gym, so A, you were seen by more people. You never would have met these people, that person, caliber person, because you wouldn't have gone up and talked to them out on the beach or on the street, but in the gym, in an enclosed space, in the locker room, and wherever, you're going to know... Hey, are you still using that? weight? whatever.
2: Nobody talks to each other at the gym. Okay, well, you just (laughs) fuck at the gym. Huh?
3: You just fuck at the gym. Yeah, there
2: you go. Well, there you go. Or you leave the gym and go fuck somewhere else. Yeah. I
0: think think, that's more probably... Whatever. The big
2: thing about also being gay is ignoring each other.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Especially if you like Even
2: though you're both into each other, you still have to ignore each other because, you know everyone's self esteem is so low because i think you've been like living this lie and you've been you society's put you down so you know your self esteem takes a little bit of a beating i think and you can't be the one to put yourself out there and be rejected and you always think that you're not good enough so it's like i don't know it's very weird
0: you haven't like evolved from that getting older and I'm just going to take from my experience when you call me self-absorbed before I was thinking about it and because yeah I'm self-absorbed but I think coming from my childhood I had to love me and I had to think that I was the greatest person on earth because nobody else would tell me that Okay. so to today now I truly do not give a fuck I am fucking gorgeous if you don't want to be with me if you don't want to fuck me Bye, bye. You can go over here. But I, yes, I am extremely vain. Probably even more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I fucking love me, and I love the way I look. I love the way I dress. Um, I just do not care anymore. And my self esteem is probably way too high. That also may have <laughs> something to do with I do have a partner a man, a husband, a daddy who absolutely fucking adores me and tells me all the time how beautiful and wonderful I am.
3: Yeah. Well, you're latchkey kids. You were out on your own. You had to be home, yeah. you know, you uh, whatever. You unsupervised. You had to like but, you. And it yeah. took a while to grow into, but I'm sure. Do you
0: feel that way now? Like, do you feel... Do you still have low self-esteem I guess
2: I mean I'm not gonna say I have low self-esteem but I will say there are moments where I feel insecure about things for sure Um, I I have grown yes to love myself but um, I always strive to be better if that makes sense like I always want to like eat better I want to make better choices I just, I just want to be better. And there are times when, yeah, I think, I, I think we would be dumb for all of us not to admit that we do compare ourselves to other people, and we're like, and we, we do sometimes become envious of certain things that people have, or certain a way that people look, and it's, it's that we make to wallow in it or think, okay. I want to look like that. What are the steps that I can do to really look like that? And then when you look like that, decide if, was this what I wanted? Right. You know I, mean?
3: I was married to a bodybuilder, a competitive bodybuilder. I know exactly what you
1: mean.
2: So, nuts. so we're all, I think, I think everyone would be lying if they said they didn't have insecurities. We all do. I think I, and I, and I think one of my best qualities is is being able to admit, yeah, I'm insecure sometimes. Yeah, I get jealous sometimes. Yeah, I wish I had that. Yet, yeah, well, you know, I I'm I'm I think being verbal is amazing. So, I I do love myself, but I would like to be better. And I think you want to be better too. You just said it like you're trying to be better.
0: Yes. Yes, always. Every day is an opportunity to make yourself better. Yeah, every you should evolve. If you're stagnant, you're, you know... Because it, be what boring. Ruth says is true. If you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? So I already love myself. Therefore, it's time to push that love out to other right. people. Right.
2: But then, going back to all of this, you know, we'll, we'll take several steps back in order to take half a step forward. Um, I first started getting covered in the tattoos because i felt unattractive and i felt like no one was looking at me and i because i've i to this day i have never been approached in a bar i've never gotten a number in a bar in a gay bar no one's ever approached me i do have a bit of a resting bitch face but i got all these tattoos because i was like i don't feel attractive in my own skin so let me decorate myself and i because i you know i'm an art person i art art is my god-given talent to create and i thought you know this is paying homage to something that i love and it's making me feel more attractive in my skin
3: well, that's fantastic. You know, you're like literally in the worst city to, like, I, and that's what's wild to the me. The worst
0: city to be noticed in,
3: I Yes, guess. like yes. in L.A., this is where the tens of all of the small towns, of all of the towns of everywhere, all of the tens from those towns are going out to make it. Like, my daughter is a very large woman, and she did theater, and I was like, you need to keep doing theater. And she's like, but I'm going to have to, you know, I don't know that I can lose it. I said, no, you don't even have to worry about losing your weight, anything. You will work as an actress. The thing is, you go to L.A., I go to L.A., I'm a three at best out there, you know? Literally, like... That's with high self-esteem and me being realistic. 3. Thank God I'm funny. But uh and I have other talents. So I got other skills. So I'm marketable. But you're like at a bar where everyone there the base is a 10. So you yeah. so you got to be a 20 fucking So you have to be a robot to get noticed you got to be out able, there. You've
0: got to, yeah. You, I guarantee you. you got to have a telescopic if penis. Come, if he was to come back home. Yes, you would be back, the new hotness. Knoxville, he would be the hottest shit yeah.
3: in you would, at the itch. Like, that's the thing. If yeah. you came back, like, I know this is weird, and I'm not trying to get you to move out of California. Uh, I
0: don't think you will.
3: Uh, well, and no, I mean, it, that's his life, and he loves it and all of that. However... There are other places that, entertainment-wise, they've found out, you know, they can make movies less expensive. And the thing is, this area, Nashville, Atlanta, Atlanta especially for acting is Would you huge. move back?
0: No, I didn't I think
3: mean, so. It okay, would be so, boring for him.
2: Yeah. But recently, I have been looking into, um, you can buy like these vintage houses for like no money you have to refurbish them but they're in the middle of like bumfuck south carolina Yeah. Da, 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 da. and my, one of my dreams is to have like a horror movie style house in the woods near some water just like fucking johnny depp my secret garden crazy shit
3: <laughs> that's so, so cool
0: yeah
2: i've been i have been looking into that you but like you
0: can put it next to my uh BDSM B and B that I will open. Oh,
1: Okay,
2: I'll be the. uh, We'll get uh, land
3: together. So you guys should just make this retirement plan (laughs) and be like, "Look, the taxes—they're going to rape you in California, and it's probably going to break off into the sea." And our
0: friend Robert can join us, and he'll his house will be all Reba.
2: Oh my God! Yes,
0: all Reba McIntyre. Nice. Yeah, and we'll sell it. You know, we'll have people come over. You know, it, it will be very, very exclusive. It's going to be high dollar. You know, it's going to be a lot of cash to come here and enjoy yourself. Yes.
2: Yeah. but yeah. So back to the tattoos. So that's why I started getting the tattoos. Do you like the way I, I'm doing your I'm doing? I, do. you know, I like that yes. you're
0: keeping us on task. This we, is the thing. The, we need supervision. Have, yeah. That's the only reason I'm in a
2: relationship. I, I try to get back on. <laughs> um, yeah. Initially, I started getting the tattoos because I felt unattractive and I thought, oh, let's decorate myself. Then it becomes, like, a thing. It becomes, like, we're going to call it a hobby. It becomes a very expensive hobby where I was, like, flying to Paris to get tattooed. I was flying to Germany to get tattooed. Yeah, so now it's like a collection. What's your favorite?
3: So did you make a lot of money when you were on this fetish tattoo website where these men would fly you everywhere?
2: I wish, no, I had to fucking pay out of pocket for all this shit, um, I have, a um, Elvira on my, it goes, like, up the side of my leg, like, my hip, down yeah. my leg, so that's my favorite one, I got that one in Germany from this Russian girl,
0: are you tattooed all over, like, what percentage, percentage of your body is tattooed,
2: I mean, can you see, yes,
0: I'm surprised you don't have a sleeve.
2: I'm more of a okay. So if I could go back and and then I have you know yes, plans. if I could go back and plan it where it was like a whole thing, I would. But, but I'm very like, there's an open spot, put something there. There's an open mm-hmm. spot, put something there. So that's kind of the journey I went through. Nice. So, but yeah, now it's now it's like because my mom is still like. Oh, are you on drugs? Every time I get a new tattoo, my mom asks me if I'm on drugs. And I I always think if you knew, if people knew how expensive getting tattooed is now, you wouldn't look at all these tattooed people as, like, degenerates. Because it's, it's like, this weird investment in your skin.
0: Oh, yeah, we've totally got friends that are, uh, I can think of a girl right now. She used to work at a tattoo parlor. And, I mean, her body is, like, a work of art.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm we should like
3: it. start a petition for human taxidermy so that your skin doesn't go to waste. All that well, money what's
2: funny is when is they, because um, when you go to when you go to Europe, they when you're in America, they have this plastic stuff called second skin that they put on your tattoo, and it's just like a piece of plastic that you wear for seven days, then you pull it off, and you're pretty much done. It's still in Europe; they put like the paper towel on with the tape like old
1: school
3: and you gotta put the cream on
2: yeah so i will always if i get tattooed in europe i will take the um paper towel and it will have an impression on the tattoo of the tattoo image and i will Mm -hmm. let it dry and i'll frame it
3: that's wild that's awesome that's pretty cool
2: so so that's i have a whole bunch of framed like soiled paper towels yeah
0: think how cool that would be as a lampshade. right now and
2: selling it well okay so during covid oh not selling it no but during covid was my because we were in lockdown we couldn't we couldn't go anywhere i mean i'm sure it was the same there like we would oh no
0: (laughs) people went everywhere
2: (laughs) oh really no we had curfews and they were kind of crazy about it in the beginning we had two Um, months
3: of lockdown and then so the grocery we, stores closed before 10, and that was tragic.
2: Oh, uh, We would go to the grocery store. At, so we would get in line at 6 a.m. and go to the grocery store once a week and buy all the groceries, and that was what we did. And we didn't leave the house. And I, I currently have a boyfriend of five years, and I said to myself, because he has his own place, I have my place, but we stayed at my place because we have a – We have a dog together. That's our child. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So I said, if we can make it through COVID, not leaving the house and being around each other all the time like this, we're good. And we made it. So uh, that, you know, and I'm not. I will say I'm not a good relationship person. I am selfish in a sense of I like my time. I like my space and I love to be alone. Like I don't get weirded out by being alone or not going out and doing anything. I love alone time. So for me, for me, for all that to happen and for this to last five years is amazing. What was I talking about?
0: <laughs> Your boyfriend. Oh, no. Everything. So during
2: COVID, <laughs> during COVID. Um, I decided to get crafty. So I taught myself how to macrame. So, I made these big, like, macrame pieces. And then, um, you know, I did some paintings. And then, um, oh, uh, uh, Ryan Murphy had, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Ratchet. Um,
0: yes, yes.
2: They, they had a con, uh, uh, costume contest during Halloween. So, you know, you'd make a Ratchet costume and uh. you'd post it online. So, I made like three different costumes for my dog. Ha, ha, ha. And I posted them. Um And then, so one day I'm like, I, I'm really into taxidermy, which I guess that might be part of my southern roots. Because when people come over here, they think it's like really crazy. But I, you know, I have a black bear in the bedroom. I have a deer in the living room. I have all these like skulls and stuff everywhere. Uh, people think it's weird, but I think that might be my southern. Like I grew up with, you know, my grandpa. And Are my these uncles. things
0: you're- like stuff in yourself or are there no, 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 things I, that I, you
2: buy? Things okay. I buy. I, okay. I, I, I could never kill anything and do anything like that. I'm just, that's not me. The best um,
3: Facebook page ever is Crap Taxidermy. Join uh-huh. it. You won't be sorry. Crap okay. Taxidermy.
2: It's, it's going to be like crazy shit, right?
3: It's so good. People have made things. I don't know. It's so good.
2: But like, my boyfriend, he he's a, a bar manager, this, like, popular bar downtown, which they have, they do burlesque shows there. And um, they have, like, this flea market every now and then, and this taxidermy lady comes, and she made special for him to give to me a two-headed chick. Yeah. So, it's, it's the coolest, weirdest, bizarre thing ever. Well,
3: imagine, like, just like hair... Or any other art or trade. Your beginning work may not be as great as <laughs> you get as you go. Uh, or maybe the animal isn't as great if you find some naturally. You've got to check this out. It is delightful. All right, It's I'm the literally. best thing ever. But now that but, I know this about you, I'm, oh, I love I'm digging life.
2: So I, so during COVID I thought, and I was always a, this may be another clue to me being gay. I was always a fan of the He-Man cartoon in the eighties, like the early He-Man cartoons. Yes. Um, so I wanted, I, in my mind this existed and I could find it and I could make it or something was gonna happen. I wanted a taxidermy Cringer head, which is his green and orange striped tiger. Yes. So I'm online looking for a taxidermy tiger. Well, you can find them, but they're like $25,000. So I'm like, you know what? I'm artsy. I can make one. So I'm like, how to make a tiger head? And I stumble upon, and this is going to be news to you guys. I stumble upon the furry community.
3: Oh, yeah. The furries are not news
0: to me.
2: I know. So I'm like
0: <laughs> furries at Frolicon, they're fun people.
2: So I'm like, I can do that. I can make one of those. So I decide I'm going to make a Cringer head, but like a furry head thing. Yes. So then I do all this research and I'm, I'm such like a crafty person. And I'm like, this is really cool. I could probably make these for other people and sell them. So then I decide, Scott, you're going to be a furry. <laughs> so I, I make my because I feel like in order to like promote and sell stuff in the furry community, it's like a com- it's like BDSM. It's like a community. You have to get involved with it. So I I'm getting involved and I'm like, OK, I need I need my character. I need my persona So I decide I'm going to make um his name is Loverboy Bear. And he's a big pink bear.
0: Oh, my God. Do you have a? So
2: um,
0: you know, I, I don't know any of this about you, and I'm very, very sad that I have not seen any of your art.
2: Here's the thing: being my age, okay, the furry community is basically. This is something I didn't know. I was first excited about it for because it was all about like art. It's people making these costumes, making these drawings. It was for me. I was focused on all this art stuff. So then I'm like down for it i want to be a part of it i i i mentally decide i'm going to be in the furry community well then what i realized down the road is they're basically like all 23 20 years old they're in their younger 20s so me not being in my younger 20s i felt like this could be a little creepy
3: i don't know you're a bear it's pretty appropriate for your persona
2: I know but I'm like yeah, and if you I'm kept this the, whole older guy, the whole
0: time would would people even know how old you are? Would that even factor in there? Yeah. You know.
3: Well, if you're clean shaven they won't.
2: But I did make so <laughs> I like bend over. okay. So I have a YouTube channel with Loverboy Bear. So yeah, I did I I'm I'm currently kind of doing the furry thing. Um but yeah, and then then it, okay so it gets a bad rap for being like the sex thing but i feel like all groups have a sexual aspect
1: yes and especially when you
2: put like these like young 20 people together this is when your hormones are racing of course there's gonna be like weird sex stuff of course so yeah
0: do you want to promote your youtube channel or do people just find it on their own
2: People normally just find it on their own. Is
0: that it? You can't see.
2: I can't see. There's a glare. Is it a pink bear?
3: Well, there's like a bear in the thing. You have 101 subscribers and 15 videos. You should have 102 subscribers now.
2: You should look. My favorite one is Trixie or Tree.
3: I just saw that. So that's your bear costume that you made? Uh
2: Uh-huh. That is so and talented. I, I started making puppets, and then I started doing RuPaul Drag Race reviews. But I would, I, I, I made a segment called "Out Back by the Dumpster." So it was the girls that got eliminated, talking, being interviewed out back by the dumpster of the RuPaul Studio. You know
0: that sounds a lot like Brantley Taylor's on the street,
2: right? Don't <laughs> sue me. And um, I would make all the eliminated drag queens out of popsicle sticks and then i would do all the voices and just i'm
0: going to watch all your freaking videos tonight
2: so yeah that's that that was that was my covid revelation
0: and the really the funny thing is is that i know that people back in high school have no idea about your life now and what you do and would be so interested cuz you know who i'm calling after this i'm calling gunter after this
2: Oh Gunther.
0: Gunther and I'm telling her everything and that we need to look for. I know, and and will you make me stuff and ship it to me? For sure. I I will commission the shit out of you.
2: Believe me. I'm about I'm about to make a Ursula costume.
0: Nice. For yourself.
2: Yeah. I'm so yeah. I, I, I'm so glad I got to talk to both of you. It was I like so
3: talking it, to you and meeting you.
2: It's weird like I know Gail already. So it's weird to like really talk.
3: And you would think you wouldn't like me, but then you were like, Yeah, I guess I do like you. You're alright. Well, right. I
2: like I like um a challenge. Especially <laughs> like a verbal challenge. <laughs> so that's why I was really intrigued by Gail.
3: Ah. Yeah, I will disagree with you in a second. I don't give a shit.
2: Oh, I've, I will too. I will too just for the fact of the debate. Right? Even if even if I agree or not agree, I'll disagree just so we can argue about something.
3: Yes. I am the gold plated <laughs> girls all rolled into one. You just don't know which personality for the day.
0: Well, I love you. I always I love have.
1: You too. And I, I miss, miss you. you.
0: Yes, I miss you. And doing this it just brings me all back to the good times that we used to have. I wanted to
2: ask you, like, like I wanted to ask you, did you have a good high school experience?
0: Meh. I mean, I love I love the group of friends that we were around, and our senior year was probably the best year because we did all hang around together. We weren't in little cliques, like we had our own little clique, basically. Um, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, no, not that great, but. You guys are the ones that made it good that junior and senior year, one where we had all those classes together, where we did theater together. Man, I can't remember his name for the life of me.
2: Cowan, Mr. That, thank Cowan. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And I remember doing Rocky Horror as my uh, finale piece. That was junior year. Um, and then were we doing senior year as well? Yes. Yes. And then all the stuff that we used to do with. It was quality work.
2: It was informative for the children.
0: It was. We they should it I was
2: always cast as the drug dealer. What was that about?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I agree with you. I and I think also to add to that, there was something about me that always envied the popular crew. Like, you know, I always wanted to be liked by the popular people. But it's funny, and its I'm sure this is like the story across the world. Look at the popular people now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you not know that we were the popular people?
2: No, I never looked at it like I that. I mean, we
0: were the ones that were having all the fun. Yeah. We.
3: Yeah. I think the thing is, is, you equated the people that had money with who was popular.
1: Right. and that and,
3: wasn't necessarily true nor were they necessarily cool like I didn't know that either I found out I was the cool one many years after high school I had no idea nor well, did I, I care
2: <laughs> the weirdos and the, the, the gay kids and the weirdos and the outcasts don't have everything given to them and they have to rely on other things besides like what I'm wearing or how I look so later on in life it's so beneficial and you realize um you realize that that's not certain other things are important other than the way you look and how much money you have
0: yep these and these kids are just now figuring it out Yeah, very
2: it
3: is sad that they do i mean the looks thing hasn't gotten any better we've been super superficial
2: likes and that drives me insane with Like the liking thing, the liking the photos.
3: It's just dopamine
0: hits. They've just figured out how to give you another electronic
3: dopamine hit.
0: That's what I was equating the, uh, like being on stage and stuff, is that is a total dopamine fix. Yeah, right there.
3: But it's like the difference between smoking cigarettes and injecting heroin. Like being on stage. (laughs) Like, the hit. (laughs) It's hardcore. The hit is different. I mean, like, you know, smoking your social media hits. Literally, it's like you would be out, you know. Smoking
0: cigarettes, making your life.
3: a minute at a time, losing a minute at a time. But when you're on stage and the energy is right and everything is good, when everything is hitting well, it really is magical. When you're making magic... There's nothing like it. And, you know, but it's just as horrifying because instantaneously, when you bomb, it's exactly like falling down and skinning your knees or walking straight into a glass door. I mean, that's the feel of it. Both the humiliation and the pain is what that's like. But when it. When you hit that magical sweet spot, it's right. beautiful.
0: You got to roll with it though. I mean, when mm-hmm. you bomb anywhere, you got to just roll with it. I know,
2: you just Oh yeah, do it. I was on stage Go. and I was on stage in the middle of a production and forgot everything. Like totally went blank. My line, everyone's looking at me. The person next to me is whispering my line and I'm just like
1: You,
0: you had a brain fart. Your brain just went And then all of a else.
2: sudden Everything started back up again and I kept going, but it's like that one moment where you're like, oh my God, the world is over.
0: It's <laughs> a glitch in the matrix. Yep.
3: And then nobody else remembers it. I have I, no a...
0: one noticed it. Yeah. It's so crazy. I obsess so much. That's but... one thing I've learned in burlesque and with Salome Cabaret is that if there's a mistake, just try to make it funny. And just go with it move and on yeah, yeah. And because the audience never notices it
3: yeah they don't know like yeah you know so yeah that's what you gotta do and then you also for work-life balance how it's good not to obsess over it so i have a rule however much time i do if i bomb or whatever i can only obsess over it over that chunk of time Yeah, so if you're doing 20 minutes, that's it. You get 20 minutes (laughs) to beat yourself Um, up about it.
2: Have you had fun? To wrap up the gay thing, I can honestly 100% (laughs) say I am so glad I was born gay. I can't imagine a more... I can't imagine being a straight guy. I can't even imagine it.
0: Well, I mean, you lived it for a few years. And I would
2: never ever wanna go back to that it's so much fun to be gay and on that I'm, note
0: right I, uh, what else can we say it's so fun to be gay
2: it's fun to be gay
0: yeah so sing with us first of all we want to thank you for joining
2: us <laughs> yes
0: and i we're going to talk we're going to talk after this because there's so much more that i want to know about you personally
2: well, I want to come back and talk about um, the BDSM world because I have a lot of questions and I will... That will be on
0: our YouTube channel um, coming up, uh, the q and I'll leave you
2: with a teaser.
0: Okay.
2: I had moved to California. Years had gone by. I get out of the blue a um, message on Facebook from Jennifer asking me how do I like being in the leather community and I was like I ain't in the leather community (laughs) and I don't even think I responded because I was like this is so weird and I feel like for me that was when you were getting interested in the BDSM world and I think you just thought that because I'm gay I was in the leather community no I don't
0: that wasn't it um you had I'd seen a picture of you and you were wearing leather and you were um I want to say that you were wearing you were kind of donning the leather type hat that most
3: leather Uh-oh. men wear.
0: You were just dressing up to go out
3: and no, uh, That
2: was a costume, girl. That wasn't an kidding. kidding. <laughs> and my
0: bad on my part, uh because you know, I've learned now that you you shouldn't ask those questions. But in my defense, we were—I still thought of you as very, very close, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to ask." So,
2: yeah. I I I look back on it now, and it makes me smile. Like knowing your story now, it just makes me smile because I think, "Oh my God, I was I, like, she wanted to include me in this like baby step in the beginning." It, it really makes me smile. Well, um, thank you. I do. I do have a lot of questions about the BDSM world, and
0: okay, you're. And, you're in. You're in you on know. our YouTube Q and A. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we have to thank our listeners. We have to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Gab Gay Time. I am Bruce Tonsils on TikTok and Fet, and I'm Brady von Beaverhausen on Instagram. Gab and I'm Gavin Gail Time, and uh,
3: on Instagram on uh everything else whatever
0: yeah go like our page on all the things just look up gab and girl time hashtag gab and girl time you'll find us everywhere
3: yes and thank you for listening to us on spotify
0: Spotify, apple and google well where 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 can they find you there i'm gonna totally um your, your your youtube channel yes you got the
2: YouTube, um, and then uh, I'm on Instagram as DisDat, D-I-S-S-S-D-A-T, on Instagram, uh-huh. and then my dog is on Instagram as Miss Breezy, if you nasty.
0: Nice.
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then it's Lover Boy Bear on YouTube. Yes. So, everybody listening, hit that like and subscribe. And like and subscribe us on Gab and Girl Time on all of the podcast yeah. platforms.
0: Thank you. And we thank you so much for listening to... Gab and Girl Time. Gab and Girl Time. Gab and Girl Time.
1: Gab and Girl Time. Come on. Vote. Everybody move to, to the music. music.
3: folks. Bing. <laughs> Yay. We wanted you to do the bing.